0: On this episode of the Formula Fun Podcast, Eric and I discuss the insular nature of Formula One. We talk about taking your cell phone into a race car. And then we talk about every team and where they're at in the midpoint of the season. It's going to be a great time. Stick around.
1: okay cool uh, and being sponsored correct so uh max was spotted in vegas last week um you know a little r&r and uh took a picture with a fan and he had a watch on
0: okay not a tag, tag whore kind of
1: watch... yeah not a tag whore i guess what kind of watch it was
0: uh rolex i guess i mean that would be my first it, guess
1: it was it was a rolex
0: yeah yeah i mean
1: come on yeah, he's gonna have just boxes of tag hero watches sent by a sponsor when he gets home that's pretty that, I don't know it's, in, in certain sports that's very important and I don't know yeah. how much money they're spending but like that's a that's a big deal that's a big I don't no-no know. to me I saw I saw that and thought that was pretty funny is like, Max I know 21? you're young yeah Come he's on, 21 dude. yeah get yourself a tag lawyer when you're out in public
0: yeah so. but those rollies baby those rollies I don't know. Yeah, you can't. The tag, the tags don't. The tags don't I just quite.
1: In, in golf, so golf is the PGA Tour sponsored by FedEx, and there's just one player, Louis Season. He's sponsored by UPS, and they'll do interviews and stuff with him. And if the UPS logo is shown, they like immediately like zoom in on his face to cut him out.
0: I've seen <laughs> be, that. They'll be interviewing yeah. like, all
1: these players, and you just see their normal torso, and then Louis Season, They're like zoomed in on his face because they don't want you to see what. What Brown can do for you?
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I guess it's not really quite the same in Formula One. In um in NASCAR, when I used to follow NASCAR more closely, it's so different because their sponsors are so important. They're just like, you know, the very first words out of their mouth at the end of the race are like, "We had a really great uh, M&M shell." Uh, discount
1: Ford Sponsored by Sponsored by Goodyear and and Yeah Yeah Yeah. You're saying it's more so the team is mainly the team has their own budget kind of secured without the sponsors where in other sports maybe the sponsors are such a big part of the budget that they have to
0: yeah, you maybe. Know, pressure, I mean, is pressure Max pressure sponsored by Tag Heuer? Like, what is his? You know, no, but Red Bull is. Yeah. And,
1: and Rolex is, is very obviously the sponsor of Mercedes. Yeah. Rival team. I mean, oh yeah, on, that's true. That's um, true. That's his true. time is turning, he's distracted yeah, he, by this fake watch that's on his arm. Like, that's true. That's normal. true.
0: Yeah. That's funny. I do like that. By the way, speaking of cool things, I Dude. love how their gloves have those watches on them. That's cool.
1: Plus one to uh, marketing department for Rolex. There.
0: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a young Max Verstappen and you're going out on the town in in uh, in uh, Vegas, you're you're gonna wear a Rolex.
1: Yeah, another you're not thing. Wear, let's so be honest. I saw, I saw this on uh, on Reddit, and the kid, uh, I think the kid who, took, who posted it and took the picture. Was like fifteen, oh,
0: yeah. and
1: he was a good like he was a good like. Four inches taller <laughs> than
0: Max. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, these drivers Jack, are little bitty yeah. man.
1: These guys, they're small guys.
0: Yeah, they are. They're like jockeys.
1: What's... I guess my only other banter is uh, Magnuson got married, which is why I'm wearing my there you my go soccer jersey. So i will be interested to see. Big life change for him, you know. Maybe think maybe he calm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it has to affect his driving. It somehow doesn't know if it's man they say you
0: you lose a tenth.
1: Somebody who just... I, yeah, somebody just got married. Maybe you know more about
0: that than I do. But yeah, I mean, I know I've lost a tenth.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for banner.
0: But yeah, that's what they say. You know, you get married, you have a kid, you lose a tenth. Now you've got something to fucking live for. Oh shit! I cursed. My bad. But now you've got something to live for. You know. Well, um,
1: of course they say it's a good thing. To have because you're just like so elated and so happy and carefree right. but if you're, when, when it's such a dangerous high-risk sport like formula one like yeah you know might
0: want to be single yeah
1: not yeah. single but you know he's got another thing on his mind
0: i didn't you know realize what? he got married where did you see that was that on reddit too
1: i was on twitter i saw him popped up oh cool on twitter yeah i think three days ago
0: who'd he marry whom whom uh, did he marry Some Scandinavian, some. Roshan. Oh yeah, that'd be cute. Oh god, we'll get into that. Speaking of driver rumors.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure who he married, but we I can look it up if you want to. If you have any banter.
0: Who's what's your pod beer? You got a pod beer.
1: Uh, We are. This is the first first day of the. Oh my god! This (laughs) this how you know hunting season is approaching in Texas. That's right. When the Lone Stars go to the camo, yes, sir. L- livery, livery, whatever the, whatever the Euro's call it.
0: Livery, yeah, that's right, that's right. You are drinking a camo Lone Star, my friend.
1: Um, yeah.
0: I would never have guessed
1: that. <laughs> I gotta step it up. I got uh, a
0: i got an equally, an equally, uh, redneck beer here. Yeah.
1: The Exxon Mobile on the corner special there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is this is when you're filling up with gas and you need something to get you home right here.
1: And you remember this you got a Mandello
0: tall boy. Yeah, I don't know if I have any banter. Ma'am. Just first week of school. That was nuts. Back to work. I guess most people don't take a break from work, but I do, but I definitely don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about Pierre Gasly, dude. Um, I'd also like to say, I don't know if I said it on the pod, but I called Albin replacing Gasly, not Kivyat. I didn't say Albin would replace Gasly this year, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't predict that. I just said if it were between Kivyat and Albin, it would be Albin. And I would just, you know, I mean pat myself on the back a little bit because I got that one right. Just going to say. Just going to throw that out there. Um,
1: no, you, you absolutely did. And, like, I so like I thought everybody would be so excited and pumped up, but it seems like a lot of people are worried and nervous. Like, it's too soon, too young, yeah. and, like, Red Bull's going to kind of
0: ruin another career.
1: End of the fire way too early.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm interested how you feel about that because that's the whole thing about the whole Red Bull driver meat grinder is that they – you know, I don't know how to even put it. They have this young driver program, but then they just like grind through them, you know, and they've they've developed Vettel and they've developed Ricardo, who are two of the best drivers on the grid, no doubt about it. But also that's been, you know, over the last decade or more. And so I'm not sure that if you looked at the statistics and you were like, how many drivers have gone into the program, and how many drivers have successfully come out of the program? And you're like two have successfully come out. How many have gone in? I'm just not. Yeah. Well
1: I, well, I I look at it more as a short-sighted, short-sighted like kind of look. Is you're kind of using this as like a patch for the season to try to salvage yeah. like maybe a constructor championship or something. So like looking at that just looking at a kiosk experience and everything like maybe he would have been a better choice just for that you're so just looking to see who you can get the most points out of versus just throwing this kid into like a brand new car with all not and, and the biggest thing is all the expectations on him where it's like we need you to keep up with max or be placing behind max or be you know x tenths behind max every lap you know right. um and if he's if he's a great driver, he's gonna feed off that and he's gonna be great. I mean maybe maybe Red Bull's just smart in the fact that they wanna figure out what they have earlier, you know, and we'll just throw him in, see what he's got. I mean if he's if he's amazing, if he's great, he's gonna be great. Yeah the, guy. yeah. the the
0: the way they put it too is that which was interesting to me and I was just surprised to even hear them put it this way, but I, they were like, um, yeah, right now we have four drive four seats and like we have like four drive I forget exactly how they said it. they were like we have four drivers that we can rotate through like four different seats. And so I think they're kind of just like openly treating it like a proving ground. You know, they're like if right. Albin doesn't work out, we'll put Kiviat in there and if Kiviat doesn't and work And
1: are the only out. team really doing that and I think that could actually be like really innovative and kind Maybe. of a new like and that, if it
0: works out if it works out kind of,
1: right but aren't they looking into like when w- 2020 or 2021 when they do their reset and all the rules and stuff yes into kind of having these feeder and, and b teams
0: okay that's and another kind of, good point because the first
1: ones doing it where that almost seems like this they're overrun by the same management you know they're almost like they have the same corporate office you know the. The Toroso guys are just down the hall from the rebel guys. Right. They're they're copied on the same emails, et cetera.
0: Yeah. That's another good point. You want to have you know, this may not be a move for this year. This may by this may be a move for twenty twenty one. Not even twenty twenty. Because if you want
1: just getting the, yeah, get in the reps
0: and Yeah, if you want a driver, you know, to, ha- to develop some consistency in the car and get used to the car and familiarity with the team. You know, like recently there was an article in Autosport about how Carlos Sainz, who's been now at Toro Rosso and Renault, and then most recently McLaren, has said like all the teams are so different. The teams are so much more different than you think they are. The cars are more different than you think. The teams are so much more different than you think. And it takes yeah. a while to like settle into though that environment. And if you're, you know, you're giving a guy, what are we like nine races till the end of the year or something like that? Like, that's not even fair to judge a person on, you know, so let's give him all of 2020. And then in 2021, he's ready to go. Albin, I mean. So this yeah. isn't even necessarily a move for this year. It's a move for 2020. 20 and 2021 at 2020 and beyond. So you could think of it that way burping. Excuse me.
1: Yeah. And, and I like to think of the teams almost kind of like internationally, kind of like cycling where, and that's kind of shows how they're different. They have different cultures and different management and whatever, but Red Bull just may be so close to where, it really is just like, he, he might be already have driven in these. Like I don't know what their testing and practicing is, but I'm sure Albon's because I think one of the criticisms of Gasly was like, oh, they moved it from the Toro Rosso up to that huge new powerful Red Bull and didn't have enough time right. to figure it out and do all that. Yeah. But like I'm sure in the off season and in the breaks and stuff, like these guys are testing and driving and yeah, doing they are. cars. Like 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 Alex, like Max is in Vegas wearing his Rolex. Like we need you to come test this car or right. we doing it. so. That, I think, is a little bit overblown, and I think it's going to, I mean, the biggest thing is probably Alex now dealing with new uh, pit crews, new crew trees, uh, learning, because just dealing with different guys yep. on a daily basis, trying to tell him how the car feels and, and getting and getting on the same page and same language, because I think that's super important for these guys, like, you know, being able to come back and, like, they understand what Max says when he feels X in the car so they can fix it, because, yeah. you know, every- the margins are so
0: close. Man, I gotta say, I'm so excited too for this move. I'm so excited because even at the very beginning of the year, I was saying—I don't mean like me, like I'm building myself up. I'm just mean like I've been pumped up for Alex Alban because you know, in terms of rookies, we've had Lando Norris. Everybody knows how exciting Lando Norris is. George Russell. Everybody's pumped for George Russell, even though he's in a Williams. But sneakily, Alex Albon, even though he's not been like a junior champion or anything yet, I mean, I think he finished like second or third in Formula Two or whatever last year. But he competed with Norris and and Russell uh, for that championship. I was pumped for this kid. I thought that he was gonna be really good, and so automatically, you know, here he is and he's gone from almost not having a seat where he was ready to accept a Formula E drive at the beginning of the season to at the very last minute getting a Toro Rosso drive to now, before the end of the season, being in a Red Bull, which is a crazy turn of events too if you want to go down that line to go from... he uh,
1: was... Yeah. No, 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 go Go ahead. ahead. Yeah, yeah. You start talking about Formula 2 and stuff, so I just looked it up. So uh George Russell, uh one Formula Two last year, two hundred and eighty seven yeah. yeah. And then it was basically a battle for second. Lando had two nineteen and Albon, Albon had two twelve. So yeah, he got... But wow, George Russell just dusted everybody last
0: year. Yeah. Yeah. Russell's gonna be a star, dude. If he gets into the right car, I think they're I think they're preparing. We're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I think Mercedes is preparing Ocon and Russell for when, uh, when Lewis decides he doesn't want to dominate the sport anymore. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. For now, I think uh, staying on Albin and uh, Gasly, I think... I mean, let's, let's harp for a minute on just how bad Gasly has been. Like, I don't care what team you're in. You're in a Red Bull, McLaren, Alpha. Name a team, even a Williams, even a Williams. You get lapped by your teammate, dude. You you're getting lapped by your teammate. That's a problem. It's very bad. It's very bad news. Part
1: of me, part of me wants him just to start tearing it up at Toro Rosso now, though, and just beating Kiap, up and what that might show is just that maybe the stage was too big for him or mental thing or something but i don't know it'll be interesting to see i'm i the one good thing about this break has been my uh saturday and sunday mornings have really freed up but i'm I'm ready for
0: i know i'm ready to formula one
1: yeah i'm ready for it to be back yeah it's interesting you say
0: that about his like mental fortitude and everything because it's because like part of what I read about the whole like situation at Red Bull was that his mentality wasn't good and that he couldn't handle criticism very well and he wouldn't admit that it was like at least even partially his fault that he was doing so poorly and it's part of the reason why they couldn't work with him and things like that. And, um, and there he's
1: expected to win, expected to score points and expected to occasionally make podiums where at Toro Rosso it's just like, what do I have to lose? You know?
0: Yeah, but also if you're like weak mentally you know, and then you get this happens, you know, and you get the boot and suddenly you're sent down Eh. and you're partnered with Kvyat who's on fire and Kvyat um, has nothing to lose. And Kvyat might even have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder because he probably thinks he deserves that Red Bull drive and really wants to beat Pierre Gasly really bad, really probably wants to hand it to Pierre I don't know. I think Pierre Gasly's out of Formula 1 for good at the end of the year and we never we don't hear from him. He's a, he's a Formula we've E driver.
1: Uh, we see him on NBC Sports and IndyCar.
0: Maybe, maybe IndyCar. He's
1: so he's I mean he's a young kid. He's he, he's almost the exact same age as Alba.
0: I know he's they're super both, young. Isn't both, he? He's like 22, or 21 92. or something like that. He's yeah, really nice, young. they're
1: both uh 96 babies. Oh god, that's so yeah, oh, isn't
0: that so sad?
1: Bill Clinton years.
0: Oh man, but yeah, it's um, I'm I'm pulling for Albin. I guess that's what it boils down to, right? At at this point, is that I'm pulling for Albin. I want him to do a. I think what Red Bull said was they need, they expect Albin to stay within the Mercedes pit window. You know, obviously, don't get lapped by your teammate. Right. Yeah,
1: I saw it. I saw it. Speaking of Red Bull, I saw an interesting news today. I, I skimmed through it, so I don't know as much as I should know about it. Bringing it up, but they were saying they have their third engine ready, and mm-hmm. they're trying to determine which race to debut it at because yeah. it's going to come with like severe grid penalties, right. and they're not sure. They think their engine number two can run for six full races. Uh-huh. So that that blew my mind that these engines can only run for like six yeah
0: and then they just blow up yeah
1: yeah yeah they get three engines for
0: 21 races and then they have to decide when they want to switch them out yeah
1: so i thought that was like uh basically giving them an opportunity to be able to upgrade the engines and do advances but i didn't know it was because literally the engines won't last a full yeah
0: yeah and they go slower and slower and yeah what
1: are they doing a hundred to two hundred miles a race they do
0: Uh uh-huh
1: Twenty some races, so these these engines are only they're only doing three to five thousand miles. They're pulling up, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And this isn't known, I suppose, but I think at least I speculate that Red Bull recently has run their engine probably a little bit harder than Mercedes, for example, has because Red Bull has had these opportunities for wins recently.
1: And, and they, they don't have a handling of Mercedes either.
0: Well, yeah, right? and they, I mean Mercedes can run their engine at like seven or eight and win. You know, I don't think Red Bull is at that, at that, place right now. I think Red Bull Honda, I should say. I think Honda they need to run their engine at like thirteen. <laughs> If they want to win, yeah. you know I mean? They have all these different engine settings, like, you know, engine modes and, and yeah, whatnot. Because you they, know, don't
1: have and, the, they don't have the same like aero tech and handling tech as Mercedes. Like, well, and why. just
0: the engine doesn't have it's as much time. power. So I have to turn my engine up to 12 to get the same amount of power as, as, as Mercedes is going to get at eight, you know? And so if Mercedes is trying to conserve their engine and they're running at eight and I want to try to take an advantage, take an opportunity to win this race and crank my engine up. Then I think that might be a thing too, that, um, you know, they might have run through their engines faster than they anticipated a little bit. Um, yeah, it'd be
1: interesting. It's an episode in itself, just about like, it'd be interesting to see like how they monitor that, like how they know what it's got left. But so for the listeners that don't know, like if Red Bull puts that third engine in, like what are the grid penalties?
0: 10 places. uh,
1: 10 places. So even if it's, so it's, even if, it's, if, even if they put it in place, like right now it gets inspected or approved, whatever, no matter what. So if they qualify one, they're qualifying 11 yep.
0: Yep. Interesting. Yep. And so usually what they'll do is, like, you get an allocated number of units per season. So you get um, – and remember, the power unit is comprised of six different parts so you you know you have your internal combustion right, engine and you
1: could change yeah knock it right
0: off, all right. that stuff right your mguk mguh all that stuff turbocharger blah 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 and so you know you get a, a certain number of turbochargers you get a certain number of energy stores a certain number of mguk's blah, blah blah so what they'll do is they'll say well if we're taking an ice internal combustion engine if we're taking an ice penalty for 10 grid places then we might as well just change everything and take like another 10 places and just have a totally fresh power unit but that's a strategic call because it's like when do we do that you know like for example like, takes
1: and I, and I heard they were great they're, they are good at singapore which is why maybe they were right. trying to yeah
0: they're good at, at those
1: spa, right i think
0: singapore's spa, later on in the year Singapore won't be until later on in the year, towards the end of the year. I'm not sure exactly when it is. You okay, could probably I just Google know they a bit but...
1: the article about why they might want to have it, you know, done before then or whatever.
0: One race they really want to have, their everything working really well is Suzuka because that's in Japan and that's their home.
1: That's okay. Yes, yeah, that's what they, I think that's what they mentioned.
0: And they may be good in Suzuka, and so. Uh, there's even
1: that's, well, it's Honda's home but Red Bull's a British racing team aren't they?
0: yes yes they are Milton Keynes yeah. they're based in Milton Keynes yeah. but they're um, but in there's even talk that maybe they'll even have some special juice for Suzuka something they haven't even pulled out of their pulled out of their hat all year long and be like we're here we're here for this right now yeah. So yeah, so, we've so off on some tangents of yeah, the a little tangent, but
1: that, that really broke over the, the silly season really. so far. We're about halfway through it, I think.
0: Yeah, not really. I mean that that's a good that's a good maybe transition into kind of,
1: once once the I heard the the Albon news, I kind of got excited and was like, all right. I, I like what news next? Botox. yeah. I, thought I know we updates were gonna open, but I'm you know I'm worried that that might be all we get.
0: Uh, yeah, I I mean Total Wolf said that the uh that they would decide about Botas's future during the summer, maybe that's where we could go next. Um I think and I've I've actually kind of changed my mind about this. Honestly, like if you asked me like two weeks ago, I would say I think they should go with Okan. But now I really just I don't know. I don't see any reason not to stick with Botas. Oh, like you I don't
1: either. I think he's I think he's done great. I like his like he's kind of like a Kimmy personality where he's just he says what he thinks and he, he he's got no filter. Um and the he, fins. he he seems to get along with with Lewis for the most part. They like they, they they compete, but they also kind of get along and I think that's all you can ask for in, in Formula 1. I think, it's, I, think it's, I think it's great. Yeah, you have to wonder. To the
0: question is: is if do you need somebody that's going to push Lewis? You know, that's the thing. Is because Botas doesn't push Lewis.
1: I think there's been a couple races this year. I can't put put the exact race, but there have been times, at least in the beginning of the race, where Botas has been at quicker pace or on pace with Lewis. Oh would, sure, he'll he'll
0: out qualify him occasionally. But he's not going to push him over the course of a season. You know, he's not going like, to like truly challenge him for a change. I mean,
1: at 80, but that's what you're getting. At. He's the only yeah. driver on the grid that can push Lewis. So what about what and about and
0: Esteban Ocon? Can Esteban Ocon push Lewis Hamilton? We oh. don't know that yet.
1: I thought he would have been kept at racing point.
0: No, because Lance Stroll's daddy bought it
1: but him and Perez were always pretty close though. I mean there was ne- there was not a clear Verstappen Gasly uh, you know gap that, at racing point. You know they were they were close enough to where the sponsorship money from Perez I think flipped it but and Perez has actually had a couple of good races.
0: Yeah, Perez is good. Perez is yeah. good. I like Perez a lot and he's highly rated and I think that he's probably underrated but I think Ocon did out-qualify Perez. I'd have to go back and look at that.
1: Maybe he can go to how? Perez? Ocon.
0: That'd be cool. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um. But, yeah, I think that at first you're like, with Mercedes, you're like, do you want young, up-and-coming Challenger to the king, Okan, who has a chip on his shoulder and something to prove? Or do you want this like really stable force in BOTAS who you know is gonna like earn points and like help you win constructors' championships, but is never really gonna push Lewis? And I really think at the end of the day, it just comes down to just a philosophy. Yeah, um,
1: competition breed, will breed, will breed better drive. More competition will breed better drivers. Yeah,
0: yeah, but not, you not also have in. to like, if they don't use Ocon, they're gonna lose Ocon. If they it like Toto's said it too, if they don't put him in the seat next year, they'll let him go. And yeah, then that, where are, can, are you at? You know,
1: Or they can just throw him in for a race or something and not have it be like a huge deal. Like you know,
0: this year you mean? Or you you know, know, what do you
1: this, mean? Huh?
0: throw him in for a race this year?
1: I'm saying it would be cool if F1 was more like football, like oh. quarterback stuff, where you could just be like, you know, in Spa we're going to run with Ocon, and, you know, Botox is going to be, you know, on the pit lane giving him advice, and then we'll see yeah. where it goes. Or, you know, they're yeah. going to fight it out in practice leading up to the week or something. You know, that would be kind of cool. If they're over there, like, in Germany doing lap times, and, like, Botox is going to race yeah. Ocon, like, off his back, like, qb3 coming at him. i think that would be pretty sweet
0: yeah that's just being that's, able to have more fluidity
1: and in, in the drivers like we see the same except for this year's gas you know we see the same 20 guys week in and week out it would be pretty cool to just be like oh it's like oh dude the, F, the guy who won f2 last week they're moving him up for the f1 race like but i know it can't work like that uh, but, it's just you, know,
0: they, you need more consistency dreaming. than that yeah dreaming a little yeah. bit yeah Nicholas Latifi, by the way, I think is the guy leading F two right now. Who's F2. another yep. super rich Canadian kid?
1: We have more Americans in F one. We don't have any. Do we have any F any American drivers in any of the F one, two, three, F e?
0: Uh, no, not right now. There was a <laughs> there was a. Uh,
1: <laughs> so they're on <all> NASCAR. <laughs> well,
0: no, there was Alexander Rossi is a really highly rated yeah. American driver in IndyCar who did drive in Formula One as like a development driver, like a second driver or something like that. And then there was some kid who was driving for Haas a Fittipaldi or something like that. I forget his name, but Fittipaldi? he one of the
1: one of the Fittipaldis?
0: I don't. I forget. Maybe it's not Fittipaldi, a Fittipaldi uh, I forget his name, therapy,
1: but he IndyCar kind of kind of guy in the uh
0: and yeah. he's this kid like lost his mind though and like took his cell phone into the car with him and oh then God. like
1: started started doing instagram stories yeah
0: <laughs> so he <laughs> lost his drive and sure. so uh, yeah um but yeah would be yeah you're right it'd be i like alexander rossi i followed IndyCar really closely last year and i'd be cool to see rossi in a formula one drive i he's not good enough yeah probably is the thing um
1: it, it seems a very close kind of culture too and it seems like a lot of these drivers like dads were in f1 or like in it and they start like you see like photos of like Vettel, yeah Louis, whatever when they were like 11 doing oh sure like, younger um, three stuff, four yeah
0: yeah, on Instagram yeah. this this week I Kimmy. saw Kimmy's kid. He's like three yeah. years old, and he's driving a seven thousand dollar cart.
1: Yeah, and then he got his daughter in there. And that made me think too. It's like, man, we got to. They we, even have for, Formula W one?
0: They do. They have that. They do they? Yeah, Formula W. That's what it's called. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it's called the W series. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't get televised. It just it just started this year, yeah. Uh Jamie Chadwick. Jamie Chadwick was the is the champion. She ran away with it. She's the Lewis Hamilton of of women well, and we uh all know, single I mean, seaters.
1: What like it's weird how like in America we don't have any big stars, but then we have Danica Patrick who's like a huge celebrity right. because of she like was, her yeah. car racing and her and her NASCAR racing. But anyways, we're getting off on more.
0: Yeah, God. Speaking of Poor which, tank. getting off on tangent, yeah. Did you see Dale Earnhardt wrecked an
1: airplane? He did not himself wreck it. But oh, I, I thought he was I, flying I follow, it. I follow, no, I follow aviation pretty closely. That was it. Was that was crazy? So there's a video of so basically the the jet overran the field and like crashed into a field and immediately burst into flames. And there awesome. are spectator views of Dale.
0: I mean, not awesome, getting
1: out of the plane, I mean. stumbling around. He's got his dog on the plane, and they're like a one-month-old baby, and like it was him, his wife, his baby, and his dog, and the two pilots. And amazingly, everybody got out yeah, alive. Yeah. they were all taking the hospital.
0: Unbelievable! Stuff. Like just
1: unbelievable. I was I was actually <sighs> texting a friend about it. I was like, I hope he goes back on the Joe Rogan podcast and talks about it because that's a life changer, like, man. That's, that's
0: a life changer.
1: That that that's gonna I mean, that kills you 95% of the time. Oh, 99, yeah. First into flames, like, unbelievable.
0: Man, I love Junior. I love Junior. And when I I saw the news, like, my heart just dropped. Like, Like, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crashes. And I was like, okay, so Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s dead.
1: He's dead? Yeah. Well, so, another sad news. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, Cedric Benson
0: actually. died. What did he do?
1: He crashed his motor. He was with another. He was with a girl on his motorcycle going down twenty two twenty two, right by where I live. And a minivan pulled out on Mount Bunnell at like ten forty five last night, and hit him and killed him both. oof So R.I.P. Thirty two.
0: Yeah. Motorcycles, dude. I love motorcycles. I've ridden motorcycles in the past. I would ride them again, but got a wife now, man. You know,
1: yeah. There's a lot of stories of guys that have got motorcycles and have sold them because they realize there's only two ways that this is gonna end up. You know, I either get rid of the motorcycle or I die at some point. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Dangerous game. Speaking of dude, Moto GP is awesome, but well, that's another. That's another. Uh, that's another conversation maybe even safer than riding on 2222 by the way but um let's uh let's transition now into talking a little bit about where the teams are at and maybe we can like move through this
1: season review
0: a little mid-season review we'll just talk about let's just go from the top down and then as we go we'll talk about where do you think the drivers are going to end up next year too does that sound good sure all right so, obviously, the first is Mercedes. And it goes without saying that they've been completely dominant. Um, started out the year with, uh, in testing at least, like a car that didn't look as good as Ferrari and immediately overcame that, has constantly improved.
1: Bahrain, too. He, they, they needed the power failure of Leclerc and Bahrain to, to get that first win.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean... Well, they well, won no, they won in australia not- they've- w- they won the first eight races I mean they won or they won something like that they won an insane i mean but but my what I like a lot about Mercedes is um like they just constantly improve like they're already really really good obviously but they constantly get better and they like came to testing and they were like oh our car isn't as good as ferrari let's figure it out and they fixed it like their front wing concept oh we tried this front wing concept and it didn't work okay give us two weeks and we'll come back with something new and then we're drastically better and i just think for mercedes is really interesting like that um yeah so so botox actually
1: so botox won two out of the first four races you mm. cause you were earlier talking about botox you know is he delivering whatever so yeah. i remember that when he won in azerbaijan and he actually took over the driver's championship but in the second race if you remember leclerc was just dominating the whole race and then he had that power oh yeah and yeah Han- i remember and yeah. Hamilton, yeah and hamilton took over i but, remember
0: that was heartbreaking i was pulling for leclerc yeah,
1: that uh, slammed
0: ones. my computer shut when that happened there's something wrong with we the had, engine
1: We need to get you YouTube TV, no free ads, so you can watch on your TV.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I pay for the Formula One app, you know, $11 a month or whatever.
1: Yeah, Mercedes just –
0: they are who we thought they were, and they're amazing. Yeah, they are who we thought they were. Yeah, one uh, remarkable thing that I noted earlier before we were recording, I'll say again, is that Lewis – has more points on his own than Ferrari has. Lewis has two hundred and fifty. Oh wait, that no, that's not totally true. Ferrari has two hundred eighty-eight points. Lewis has two hundred and fifty. But still, he
1: has. But still, but still, he has almost. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, that says more about Ferrari than it says about Lewis. Well, it says equal parts about both of them. But still, that's yeah, uh,
1: yeah, and it shows Red Bull too. This is your best chance that you yeah. like, unless unless things really are changing and Red Bull is really kind of moving into a number two role permanently, which I hope they are, but, um, like, yeah, I mean, what an exciting fight this year for second. I mean, should be, should and even, be. And even, yeah. even, even if Toro Rosso can kind of, well, well just, I'm getting off topic. So you keep going, you
0: keep going. No, that's here. okay. That's okay. Um, yeah. I mean, Mercedes, like Kind of like you said, I mean, they are who, they, who we thought they were. They're going to run away with the championship. There's not much more to say about it. I guess the last thing is just I'm impressed by how much they continue to just perfect how good they are. You know, they're like, I'm going to continue. Um, I'm I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I'm going to improve the little things I can improve. I'm going to get better. They had that horrible, horrible weekend in Germany, and then they came back and recovered yeah. from that. that- and. It's just it's so impressive to watch. I mean, in a, I mean, we could have more parity in the sport, obviously, but I'd rather have a team like Mercedes that dominates than have like two Ferraris. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I can tell you one thing. Next year in Germany, if it, well, I don't know if it's gonna be back in Germany next year, but they will not be wearing those. <laughs> those pictures. Oh, I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> they like, let's dress up no all blame. goofy. No blaming and... on that. <laughs> right.
0: Ferrari, um, man, what can you say about Ferrari, dude? What can you say about Ferrari? Um, should have four wins, maybe, at least, like you said, in Bahrain. Uh, and obviously, in Bahrain, one.
1: Ferrari makes me more excited for the new Netflix series than any other team.
0: Interesting, okay.
1: just Just to see the behind the scenes of their underperformance.
0: Yeah. It's been such a shame. I mean, just imagine, I mean, just imagine this, just imagine this Pierre Gasly doesn't suck. And instead of Pierre Gasly being awful, we have like a pretty legitimate driver in the Red Bull car. Ferrari doesn't suck. Mercedes is who they are, but for the first year in a long time, we have a three-way battle for the championship. Like we were jaded because Mercedes is so good.
1: They've gotten so many extra. There's like a hundred of those points should be spread across Ferrari and Red Bull. You're right; it should be. They should all be like in the high twos, low threes, and because of you know, casually, you know, right. and the the whatever mechanical failures of Ferrari it's not but you're right we should this should be one of the most open fights we've we, we've so ever so
0: far seen. yeah yeah which is a real shame a real shame um
1: you think um they'd be performing better if they still had kimi <sighs> if you just if you just look at Leclerc
0: question head. no i want to say no
1: i guess
0: Yeah, that's a hard question. I mean, I don't know. I think Kimi would probably be doing equally as well as Charles. But I think that the move was right. I think that you want Charles in that seat right now. Because it's for the same reason I I was talking about Albin in the Red Bull. Like, I think, like, we're not talking about just this year, but next year, like, let's get him in the seat. Let's
1: part of what stalled Ferrari is, Charles' early unexpected success almost made it less of a 1-2 and more of like a 1-A and 1-B, which sort of maybe allocated resources to a different way. I don't know. I mean, you got a guy like Kimmy who just doesn't want to be told what to do and just wants to drive his car and yeah. just, like, spoke to and and I think, that's, I think that's definitely a factor of why they've struggled this year is just dealing with two – top guys who both are trying to win the race every week whereas you know mm. previous years mm. it was a clear 1a 1 2 maybe kenny would have his day like he did last year in austin but mm-hmm. you know things are obvious. there's a different hierarchy at ferrari last yeah, year, makes than there sense. Is this year things are everything is they're just like a tabloid frenzy this year
0: yeah speaking of hierarchy at ferrari I just have to wonder if there's not just a serious problem with their leadership. Like, I don't have a specific issue with Mattia Bonato. Like, I don't, like, I couldn't put my finger on, like, why I don't like him or anything. Like, oh, he's failing in this way or that way. But obviously, if you have the issues that they've had, then there's a problem with the leadership i guess right like i mean maybe that's they're just only, how leadership goes i mean
1: they're, they're the only team where like mid-race and things aren't going well like the cameras on sky sports like cut to their like to their Harry show Potter. like the leader of ferrari that's just sitting there and he just has like the biggest scowl and look like, at disappointment on his face like yeah. i mean you're right like there's It has to probably be changes at the end of this year because they just, they can't, they like the Dallas Cowboys almost in a sense, or even if they're not, that's a good
0: point. They They are like the Cowboys, aren't they? Oh my God. Yeah.
1: They have to do whatever they can to at least like show the board that like, we're, you know, we're not going to stand for, for this, you know?
0: Yeah, you're right. That is a really good analogy. They are a lot like the Cowboys where they're like, we're so great. Look how much we suck.
1: Yeah. It's
0: like, no, you're eight and eight. Yeah. Yeah. But we're awesome. I swear. Just wait until we're good. I promise we'll be good soon. Just wait.
1: Yeah. So, so next, next, uh, is the Max Verstappen Red Bulls.
0: I know the Max Verstappens. I know God. And just, this is such a shame too, because yeah, again, just like they'd be in second place. If it wasn't for Pierre Gasly and like poor Pierre Gasly or whatever, I mean, I guess like whatever
1: they I had mean, Ricardo, they had Ric- if they had
0: Ricardo. Oh, they'd be in second place.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I don't like Ricardo. I don't like. I don't.
0: Interesting. I like you might him. be the only Formula One fan in just, history who doesn't like Daniel Ricardo.
1: Just because of the documentary, it just like his personality, and then huh. how, how bad he's doing at Haas, I don't know.
0: You mean at Renault?
1: At Renault, yeah.
0: What, what you don't home. like how he's like loves life and smiles a lot and like is really funny and makes lots of jokes and like doesn't take himself. I want
1: seriously. him to take things a little bit more seriously okay. and want him to be one of the best drivers in Formula One. And I don't yeah. feel like he he does that. He's kind of like Roy McIlroy, where like he had he had early success and he's just kind of like oh, yeah yeah golf's not the most important thing to me. It's like well when you're. When you're fifty years old and it's not mm-hmm. it's really not the most important thing for you, you're you're gonna regret not putting everything you had in.
0: Maybe it. so. We'll talk about that when we get to Renault because I'm really interested in hearing your opinion about whether you think Ricardo made the right decision. <laughs> Moving to Reno. Yeah. Sounds like maybe you think he probably didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean what can you say about Red Bull? Besides, I mean amazingly just...
1: even with their huge problems, I think they've still won the the season so far in the fans point of view and mm-hmm. they have the most people that don't already have a diehard allegiance to the team are getting behind them. And part mm-hmm. of that's just I think like their marketing and how they're always interviewing Horner and you have more insight yeah. into them, but just I don't know. They're just kinda like the underdogs that are becoming one of the big dogs.
0: Yeah, and they've and, done such a good job of getting back with Honda and like bringing Honda back into prominence. That's such an exciting story. I love to see Honda as race winners again. They have such a great culture. The culture of Honda and the culture of Red Bull, I think, match so well that makes so much sense to me. I think that's going to be a great, great, great partnership. And they, they they started the season where they were struggling a little bit with downforce, uh, they had the engine, you know, that they're like, hey, our engine's performing better than we expected, but the downforce isn't there, now the downforce is there. Which is and expected, they're
1: like, though, because you have it right. now performing and you have completely new downforce numbers, and you got to, yeah. yeah, you're completely trying to get right. in front of the eight ball, but now you're behind it because of the...
0: Sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah, suddenly you've got all this m- n- new horsepower to deal with, and you need, yeah, you've got to adjust the car to, to suit it. And that, yeah, exactly. I just... I think it works. I th- I just I I love it. I love I love the whole Red Bull Honda pairing. And I'm really pulling for him. I mean, I haven't I haven't been a huge Red Bull fan since Vettel left cuz I was initially just a Vettel fanboy, but this is making me like a Red Bull fan again. Like the whole Max being a superstar and Honda's resurgence into the sport is making me just really well, really
1: bye, Honda thing is really huge, and I think it might be something that when you look back 10 years from now, yeah. you may have Honda being one of the huge players with Mercedes and Ferrari, because yeah. Honda's a huge company, Searer and they were big that, in it, maybe. And they of it, and they're probably now looking at this like, holy shit, like, this is an opportunity yeah. to be you know, up there with these guys, and I'm sure they're going to put every dollar and every manpower, and, and we already know they have crazy work ethic. and Right, like, right, right. Like, they're going to do whatever it takes to become a player. And, hey, maybe they can start supplying uh, Haas with engines and Ooh, get them. that's
0: interesting. That's I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Ooh. But,
1: yeah, that's, it, Red Bull's great for that reason, too, because you're rooting you're rooting for not only Mercedes, you're rooting for Mercedes. Ferrari, you're rooting for Ferrari and the drivers. Red Bull, you're rooting for the drivers, you're rooting for Red Bull, and you're rooting for Honda. Right. You're rooting for all three pieces of the puzzle. And they're the only team on the grid where you're doing that, and people are doing that, and we're all doing that, which is just an interesting dynamic.
0: Yeah, and you're Everybody rooting. Cut, yeah. They
1: cut to the Japanese engineers. like Oh, actually, and, they're, and they're, like, crying. You, see, like, <laughs> <laughs> and you feel it with them. It's great.
0: Oh, I know. It's amazing.
1: All yeah. Right, McLaren.
0: McLaren probably, probably
1: who I'm rooting. Probably who, just for the sake of Formula One, I want to get back. To where they used to be more than I
0: know, I know. Don't, Andy, doesn't your heart yeah. just go out to McLaren? You really want McLaren to be at the top of the grid. If we could have a four-way fight for the championship with McLaren, amazing, especially because they're just the name, you know, McLaren and Brit? Like Maybe there's too many teams in
1: Britain. Like, they're the third best british team i mean maybe i don't
0: know well that's just because that's where motorsport that's just the heart of motorsports that's just like if you're gonna Didn't, be involved in motorsports you're gonna be in the uk that's where the talent is that's where the talent yeah. pool is it's where all it the engineers mercedes are mercedes you know.
1: McLaren, or am i remembering that no they
0: did they used to have mercedes engines yeah if only they had a stayed with me they switched from a then, mercedes yeah. engines to honda engines And then from Honda to Renault, and then from Renault, yeah, yeah.
1: You better believe they're – I don't know what their contract is, you better believe they're not going to be with – Honestly, I don't see how Renault stays in Formula 1 in the next few years.
0: Well, just money. They have so much money. But on McLaren, I'm –
1: Their cars are shit. They're the cars that they sell to consumers. We'll get to that. We'll get to that.
0: I think (laughs) McLaren is the team of the year so far because I – and this is – I was saying this earlier – like I think that mclaren has this it's an interesting it's like a two sided coin well all coins are two sided it's like a coin um where on on one side you have um
1: i'm gonna find a one sided coin in my,
0: there you go Thanks, <laughs> um on one side you have they're finishing fifth, you know, and Carlos Sainz has finished like fifth, fifth, sixth, 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 seventh, fifth, fifth, or whatever. you know he's like crushing he's doing better than he's doing everything Alonzo's did last year. Norris is out qualifying him occasionally. Norris has had some bad luck with technical issues and whatnot, but they're 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 getting all the points they could possibly get. They're clearly fourth in the championship. They've separated themselves from Renault, who are their closest rivals. They've separated themselves from Alfa Romeo and Race Point, all the way, well, you know. Specifically Renault, who are their closest rivals, they've separated themselves.
1: Who are supposed to be their closest rivals.
0: Should be their closest rivals, yeah. um, You know, they're racing the Red Bull on occasion, but that's mostly because Pierre Gasly sucks. And, um, yeah, They've 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 reorganized their culture, their company. They've brought in Andreas Seidel from the Porsche LMP1 program, Seidel. and yeah, Seidel. I know, shout out to Seidel. Um, brought in uh, him from 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 Porsche, and 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 just totally reorganized and made everything so much more streamlined. You know, they moved from this old school matrix management structure into this just like standard or it's not an old school matrix it's a new school matrix management structure into this more old school just like i'm in charge i just i love what mclaren's done it's just gonna we have a problem we're gonna solve it we're gonna get better we're gonna improve and like those are the things that intrigue me about teams and success and sports and you know like that's cool i like that like We have a problem. Let's hire some people. Let's fix it. Let's get better. And that's like fun to watch, especially because they have two really cool, good drivers to watch, too. So what they've done this year has been remarkable. The other side of the coin for McLaren is kind of like what you alluded to, is that... um, they are finishing fifth. They're not finishing second. They're not finishing first. And I think for like hardcore McLaren fans, like finishing fifth and sixth and seventh is still kind of unacceptable. Like McLaren Mm -hmm. should be a championship winning race team and they're not, and they probably won't be for years. So that's still pretty tough. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're the, I mean, they don't have a, like, a, I don't know. I mean, I, I haven't followed Formula One enough the last, like, 15 years, but I just know that they are such a big name and that they yeah. should be performing better and another British team not getting enough money, I get not getting enough funding, I guess. I don't know. They have the
0: money. They have all the funding. It's just like they went through this period of time where they were like...
1: We I mean, sp- they're not Mercedes or Ferrari, though. They sell a very neat no. car that gets... they produce a thousand a year like you know they they might not i mean they might not have that much money they might not be able to pull 10 million dollars out of their ass to do a huge two-month r&d study to figure out why they're like an aerosol or something like that you know like yeah might be able to do
0: yeah they don't have the money that mercedes and ferrari have that's for sure but they have you know they're they're top they're top four i mean they're top four I would say for sure. I would say it's probably, well, I just you know, see
1: that, that nasty orange that's slowing up down.
0: Oh, you think, you think the orange is nasty too? You agree with Kevin yeah, on that?
1: On, I wasn't on the, the podcast about color schemes and livery stuff, but I, I they, they're the ugliest car in the grid to me. Oh,
0: really interesting. So. Yeah. We should have got you on that. Yeah. That's bummer. Um, yeah. Uh, they have the resources. Um, but, uh, yeah, and because they have the resources, you know, and because they have the heritage, I think the people who are your traditional hardcore McLaren fans wish that they were, you know, fighting in way, the Red Bulls in, and fighting the In a way, they're also like Dallas
1: Cowboys. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They're like the British Dallas Cowboys, yeah.
1: Would yeah. Bring oh, them,
0: yeah, big time.
1: Uh, Red Bulls, AAA team. Also.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not much to say about them except just it's interesting to watch both of their drivers be really good. Just really good year. Just great year for for that team. Kvyat, yeah. I feel almost he, bad for it, you know. You
1: see if it'd be interesting to see if Gasly just kind of throws in the towel and he's defeated, or if he actually kind of fights for his position on, on the grid with any team for the yeah. Rest of the year. I mean, I mean, there's two ways to take this. For mm-hmm. you know, or any challenge you ever get in life, and just be uh, that to me, yeah. like I'm gonna be looking to see how Gasly does McLaren, because I mean, a lot of sure. guys
0: just At Toro, so you mean. Yeah,
1: I would love, I would love to see him try to fight it out, and just I mean, he's a young kid.
0: Yeah, Maybe, sure. You know? so,
1: yeah, yeah, I original? think. Go, sorry,
0: go ahead. oh no 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 i was just gonna say as i smash my uh microphone yeah i think um i think kivyat's gonna hand it to him i feel a little bit bad for kivyat i think he's just been super on form
1: he's got a little chip on his shoulder now
0: yeah yeah and uh now Gasly. Maybe racing
1: for other teams or racing to maybe get to show other teams you know because if, if i get passed up yeah. like that and I'm, oh, know, yeah. I'm, I'm immediately thinking okay i'm i'm you can tell my manager, but like I'm, I'm looking elsewhere for next year. I'm just gonna try to perform the best I can. But oh, absolutely! Like,
0: fuck, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I just don't think Gasly has that. Like, I don't know what it is about him. He just he doesn't have he doesn't the have right the attitude. He like no, he the, doesn't have the fight. Is that what you said? He doesn't he doesn't have, have
1: the fight. He doesn't have yeah. the anger that no, you need the no. a Formula One driver. Have
0: you ever noticed? This is weird, but have you ever noticed how he wears his hat? Yeah, he's like a bro. He's he pull bro. he pulls it down over yeah. his hair. Like where his he's hair is coming down. I mean, you probably can't see this, but
1: Well, honestly, that may help male pattern baldness. So, we'll
0: we'll see. But dude,
1: yeah, he's a bro. He's That's on, not he's, how you wear a hat. Like I like,
0: uh, I don't know. I mean, you don't yeah. you don't pull you don't wear your hat down over your bangs where your bangs are sticking down out of your hat. Like Maybe you do, Huh? Maybe in France? In
1: France, France,
0: yeah. Oh, France. I'm, I'm just wondering if Pierre Gasly's ever seen anyone wear a hat.
1: Only on the podium. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Not in any real-life situation, just from sponsors. <laughs>
0: I'm just like... There's just certain people who are like, yeah, no, I've, I've, yeah, I see you. I see you with your hat on. I'm just going to pull my hat down on like this. I'm just going to wear my hat like that. Anyway, it bothers me. When I see a guy, when I see a guy do that, I'm like, you're never going to be a world champion. Is a guy that wears his hat like that ever going to be a world (laughs) champion? When I see guys like that
1: at the grocery store, I'm like, you're never going to be a world champion.
0: No, exactly. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, Paulson, I don't see people like that at the grocery store because I don't see people like that anywhere because people don't wear their hats like that. That is true. Except for Pierre Gasly. Anyway, yeah, Reno.
1: He's probably got his – I have to look closer now on his helmet. He's probably got the bangs down on his helmet too. He probably can't see. probably can't. That's probably why he's a second off the pace.
0: Oh, man, that reminds me. I didn't mention this earlier. This is the worst quote. Did you hear what we're going, we're backtracking? Christian Horner said, Pierre Gasly doesn't like to overtake people. Can you imagine? Oh, a, a, a worse. When
1: did he say that? Was that
0: I forget. Is that I think. When people I,
1: were asking if there was going to be a change. <laughs> no,
0: they were asking. I think it was about the change, like once they had announced the change, just like. He doesn't that was his exact quote. He doesn't like to overtake. I think he said something too. He's uncomfortable <laughs> in traffic and he doesn't like to overtake. And you're just like, okay.
1: So he's a great test driver when there's nobody else on the track. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, Renault. Um, you see my note. I won't say it. Um man, Renault. What can we say about Renault aside from that they've promised a lot and under under delivered, a uh, year after year after year, and they seem to be getting worse, not better. They just seem to be getting worse, not better. Uh, they promised to be finishing on the podium by this year, and they're not. They'll be competing for world championships by next year, and they won't be. And here we are with Renault. You know what? Seventh set sixth in the championship standings close, you know, close to the bottom, um, not anywhere near fourth, which is where they should be. You know, they want to be competing with Red Bull for third. They should be competing with Red Bull for third, but they're not anywhere close. Uh, their car is, uh, unreliable their engine, their power units, unreliable. It's just, um, like I was telling you earlier, Renault, their cars might suck, but they are like their Renault and Nissan are the same company. Like they really are the largest car I manufacturers in the world. Yeah. They're the largest car manufacturer in the world.
1: Who does Nissan own Renault?
0: I think it's just a conglomerate. It's like Renault, Nissan and Mitsubishi are all the same car company.
1: Yeah. So Renault's got a $190 million budget, which is fit. Um, right behind mclaren it has 220 million they have uh only 680 employees
0: they've where are you reading how are you seeing that i'm curious
1: uh this is uh just a. Uh, I just googled you know 2019 F-1 yeah budget. yeah cool cool it kind of breaks down so like you know
0: but that they've they've, they've, they've recently said they go ahead One hundred
1: ten thousand employees so i mean these, yeah in these, these, these Renault's got half the employees and a quarter of the budget, but still so how much do you think it is Renault? Renault, the company behind the scenes, how much do you think it is Ricardo? Um and uh what's his name?
0: Hulkenberg. Holkenberg. Um, Holkenberg. Right. Well, Renault has said yeah, I do like Holkenberg. Renault has said that over the past three years they've invested over a billion dollars in their Formula One program. And they—they've right. they've gone so from.
1: That, that, I mean, that makes sense because their budget's about two hundred million, and you exaggerate a little bit, so about six hundred yeah. billion. Yeah, they say a billion.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Plus the, the little extra costs on the side—the change, spare change, right—that you lose in the sofa and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Mitsubishi.
1: I mean, Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi—that's another. That's part of why they're the largest too, because right. that's also a part of it. Yeah,
0: um, but dude. I mean, can you imagine giving a billion dollars to, like, Red Bull, and then there would they get worse, not better? Giving a billion dollars to Haas, would they get worse, not better? Yeah. You know, any team, Racing Point, would they get worse if they had a billion dollars? I mean, that's, that is remarkable. That is remarkable that Renault can, they, they can a spend a point
1: would, billion they the dollars. Lowest, they have the lowest budget and the lowest number of employees in the whole grid. And they Rachel. still get better every year. Yeah, well, until this year, because
0: time. Lawrence Stroll took over and he's like, I don't know if, I don't know what's going on now, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's super remarkable that they can invest I mean, so much money and get worse every year.
1: They, they, the way I look at it, just looking at the numbers and stuff, they can't expect to get better unless they start putting more money and more employees at it. I, mean, I
0: know, but how much more money do you spend than a three hundred billion dollars?
1: Well, so look, if you look at it, um, Red Bull's at three ten million, Mercedes yeah. four hundred, yeah. and and there and Ferrari's at four ten. So basically, yeah. it looks like you need to spend about three hundred like million dollars. To yeah.
0: Speak. To, yeah. to hit that level and that is the question is and so there's people spend another right
1: 110 million yeah. dollars every year yeah. until they can you know
0: and that is the question at Renault too is like how invested do you want to be in their formula one team but that's what they've said is like, like no other team on the grid they're the only team on the grid who's come right out and said like we are going to win championships in x number of years you know, like Alpha doesn't say yeah. that. Like Haas doesn't say that. No other team has and said that. And that might
1: just be them saying that to get money and to get sponsorships and to keep the whole thing going, too.
0: Okay? Yeah. Yeah.
1: But instead, they, they get worse. They it you make it?
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Like, if you're going to, they have the money. They have the money. It would not hurt them to spend an extra $100 million. $100 million. Come on. It's nothing for a. Yeah huge car company like that. Spend an extra hundred million dollars a year. There's about to be it's a cost gap really, like, in twenty twenty one, maybe. But
1: they might not just have the technology in house. They might have yeah. to just start buying because, like think about just the think about just the history of these car companies mm-hmm. and the cars they make for just people like you're you're uh either a Nissan, which I think they made a three hundred Z X.
0: The Nissan's are good cars. And-
1: yeah. They're good cars, but they're not high-performance race cars. Right. Neither is Renault. Neither is Mitsubishi. Whereas everybody else are growing up against are high-performance race cars. They've had this culture for like, hundreds of years. They have these probably, like, secret departments where all they're working on is, like, trying to get the best possible car without cheating and following that line. I don't know. I mean— No, Renault you're right.
0: Is- and that's part of the reason why I think it's kind of— laughable or like jokish is that it's like Renault is trying as hard as they can and they're just like not as good and the which is like interesting about sports is like some people like it's roger perfect. federer is like better at tennis than other people you know like i can train the same amount as roger federer and he'll beat me you know like Renault can spend the same amount of money as mercedes and mercedes will still win like that's just I think kind of what it boils down to. And so I don't know if there's so much more to say about Renault aside from at the at right now just I was going to say disappointing but like I'm not personally disappointed in them. It's just it's disappointing at- that there's not like this other major car manufacturer that's I mean think if we had I mean look at what Porsche. we look like, no,
1: Porsche is apparently trying to get into Formula One. They're apparently now in They were Formula thinking e. about it, yeah. I would love to see Porsche or even like BMW or... um,
0: Aston Martin. Lambo-
1: Lamborghini? Where yeah. are you guys
0: at? I know. I, mean, I know. Well, maybe in um, 2021 with the cost caps and simpler engines, simpler power units. Last, that's that's kind of the whole last, point. I've, it's a whole other podcast,
1: bro. These last five teams, like, there's just not a single good thing to say about any of them. Yeah, like, there's no like. I yeah, mean, like, we can breathe. We can breeze through this. Let's
0: breeze through this. Like, Alpha Romeo next. I mean,
1: like, uh, Alpha Romeo doesn't have Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. They have like eleven points.
0: No, one point. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. G- Gio Gio you expect me. Yeah.
0: Is. Gio Venazzi has one point. Kimmy has, I don't think he Alfa traffic. Romeo has 32 points, and Kimmy has 31. <laughs> Kimmy, dude, that I mean that's and the Kimmy's story, though. Kimmy is, is just awesome. Years. Just Kimmy is crushing it, and he's doing such a great job. Did you see it's the news? Go ahead. How good to do with the team
1: around him. Kimmy's yeah. probably just giving a car, and they're like, and he, go, and he drives and then he's like I need new tires <laughs> but like oh like, yeah he could actually have a team around him to like I like racing is an interesting thing where I know like your hand-eye coordination your yeah. beat stuff, go is your age but it's one of those things where I really think you can drive till you're like in your late 40s depends like
0: on that. the depends on the series uh in NASCAR you can drive till you're like 50 yeah yeah. Rally, oh, you can actually, drive pretty a, do late. Do yeah. they have
1: an age limit at Formula One where you get booted?
0: No. I don't think they have an age limit, but I think, you know, by the time you're like mid thirties or something, you're like pushing it a little bit.
1: Yeah. But yeah, there well, was like know. uh I just, I just hate seeing Kimmy and I, I fell in love with him last year at, at at the Austin race, and I just hate seeing him just kind of rot at Alpha Romeo. Well, but the thing is is feet. that he's
0: not rotting though, he's doing like really well, and it's like a great atmosphere for him. And he loves it there at Alpha. They love him at Alpha. He's like, he's in a good situation for him. He's dragging the car up the road, like, which is exactly know. what That's he like, needs to do. And I mean, he's not going to be at Ferrari. He's not going to be at one of the high-performance teams right now because of his age. And he's 39. You know, he's not going to be a world champion anymore, probably. And I mean, he is what he is. He's Kimmy. Like, they, they were, there were these articles recently about how, like, kimmy like didn't he like re- he doesn't even read his contracts anymore like he just signs his contracts without reading them and they're like someone interviewed him and they're like what if you're because kimmy rides like dirt bikes and and whatnot like he like jumps dirt bikes and does a bunch of di- dangerous stuff and they're like what if your contract told you that you couldn't do that and he's like i would quit i would stop i would stop driving and so he's in the perfect situation where Alpha Romeo's like, Kimmy, you do whatever you got to do, bro, as long as you show up on Sunday and drag the car down the road, you know? And so, right. and they get along really well together and they support each other really well together and they communicate really well together, Alpha and Kimmy. Um, Frederick Vassor, Alphas team boss really loves Kimmy. So like, I don't think he's rotting. Like, I think he's doing like a really, he's in the perfect, he ended up in the perfect situation, I think, which is cool. Like we should be happy for Kimmy because I think he's really happy. And, um,
1: maybe he is. And that's great. If yeah. He I, these guys are all competitors and like c- competition is what drives us. I just don't know how long, like you can just be competing in the middle of the grid. Like, I, I and maybe Yeah,
0: except for Kimmy, race. though. Kimmy just loves to drive cars, though. I don't know if Kimmy cares about winning. I really think maybe Kimmy might be the only guy who's just like, I just like to just get in the car and drive it as fast as I can.
1: Yeah, just be in that race mode, but that's the only thing you're thinking about.
0: I mean, if Kimmy can get in an alpha and he's like, my teammate finished 15th and I finished 7th, he might be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm happy. I'm happy today.
1: Racing Point is next, and I'm actually Googling to see if his if the found their ex-founders in jail or not. Oh, yeah, I know. DJ. DJ Malia. DJ, oh, yeah.
0: Maybe not yet. Yeah, another thing while you're doing that about Alpha, they said Kimmy takes no direction from his engineer. Kimmy changes all his engine settings and his engine <laughs> modes and everything on his steering wheel all just on his own.
1: Imagine being an engine engineer. How frustrating would that be? Yeah. respond to my text messages.
0: Yeah. No, I, I just don't think they even give him any instruction. He just goes out and just—he's just like thirty-nine. He's just like whatever. I got this. i fi- I got it figured out. I'm fine. Which
1: is unsustainable, though.
0: But. Racing point. Um, don't like Lance Stroll. Uh, love Checo Perez. It'll be interesting to see what Racing Point can become. I guess that's my thing. Is if they uh, can
1: hold on, if they can still, if they're still a team in twenty twenty one.
0: Well, but also just that they have so much money now, and like you said earlier, it's that like they've never had money, but kind of overperformed, and now they have a bunch of money.
1: As, as long as Stroll's driving. Yeah, true. Gas, I
0: guess. Except I was joking with Caitlin earlier. I was like.
1: Beating weakest link i'm not in formula one obviously yeah but i mean that's great if he wants to fund his son's hobby and they get a good number one in there and they put money behind all the you know r&d and stuff but
0: i'm just wondering if lawrence stroll is brutal enough to fire his own child which i think he probably is i think he probably would be a a like a horrible enough businessman horrible in like a good way to be like you're not performing, yep. son. You're out.
1: Get a number or two to like fire him. Yeah, <laughs> right. He doesn't
0: him. even fire him himself. He gets someone else to fire him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Racing Point. I mean, I guess I don't know what what can you say about yeah, Racing Point. It's, it's not super interesting. They
1: lost their flamboyant, you know, uh, Indian figurehead.
0: Right. Yeah. I I think maybe the story of and Racing Point they had, season they, will be they
1: have kind of like a, a hot. Uh, dynamic where, like, Ocon and Perez kept battling each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
0: I mean, the main story here is, like, Perez consistently out-qualifies Stroll. Stroll will have some good races. You know, they've had some, you know, like, in Germany, where they've had some good strategy calls and stuff, and they've been okay. You know, 31 points to... Alpha is 32, Renaults 39. I mean, they're eighth in the standings, but they're not super far behind. The midfield is super closely packed. I think they're just – they're in a stage where, like, development is their most important thing, you know, because they're just, like, new ownership and all that. So I think more their story is just, like, what's going to happen over the next year or two years, more so than, like, what's already happened this year, what will happen for the rest of the year. Um, Yeah. But I just, yeah, it it's interesting to watch Lance Stroll just, like, consistently underperform in qualifying and then wonder what's going to happen with that. Man, there's so much we could say about Haas. So much we could say about Haas. What a disappointing year for Haas so far. They went from clearly the fourth-best team last year to the ninth team so far this year. Can't figure out their car need new drivers, maybe, um, or at least a new driver. Um, sad situation at us. Yeah.
1: Yeah, our American uh, brethren are letting us down. Um, I, I still think when I said in the first podcast, I think they need to get rid of both drivers. I think they need to do a fresh start. Yeah. And obviously, you can't get engines from Renault and to.
0: Well they have Ferrari engines.
1: Okay. Well that shows what
0: I know about Formula One. But yeah, I mean um I'll edit that part out for you, don't worry.
1: Um <laughs> You won't you won't, but <laughs> No, I will,
0: I will. Uh maybe not tonight, but I will. Um Yeah, I mean I feel like we should just have an entire, entire podcast about Haas. <laughs> we should have an entire fucking podcast about Haas because it, there's too much to say. There's too much to say, man. It's just like it's a freaking it's a soap opera. Are
1: they are they like to European fans and like non American fans? Are they just a the joke of F one?
0: No, I don't think so. I think a lot of people have a lot of respect for Haas until this year. I mean, I don't think people have respect for Rich Energy. But I think people have respect for Haas. I think, I know they do. I mean, Haas has been a name in auto sport for 50 years and they've done incredibly well um, breaking into Formula One. You know, they've only been in the sport for three years and they've already, like, you just wonder
1: if they prioritize the NASCAR team maybe over the team. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, their NASCAR team's extremely good. The right, but i mean, how, team, like, yeah. like, if you
1: have both, how focused can you really be? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, when you have bukus and bukus of money, I guess you can focus on more than one thing, but. So much to say, honestly, I feel like maybe that can be another silly season thing we do maybe next week is just have just a Haas podcast. Maybe we should do yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: they've mean, also only been in Formula One for, what, four years?
0: Yeah, this is their fourth year, yeah.
1: So, I mean, they're still going through growing pains. I mean, they're still, I mean, the fact that we're so disappointed shows that their expectations are high enough that they must be doing something right.
0: Right, yeah, that's a good way to put it, Yeah. Um, I mean, they went from being not a team to finishing fourth or close to fourth to beating teams like Renault, McLaren, you know, Toro Rosso, Alfa Romeo, you know, I mean, they in two years. So that, you know, there's something to be said for that. I mean, there's the, the Haas model has become almost like a thing, almost like the Astros rebuild is like the Haas model is now like a. Philosophy in Formula One, where you you we you buy parts from Ferrari and you just use those parts on your car instead of trying to build your own car and blah 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 blah. So I mean they've yeah. done a lot of things right, but this year they just can't get it right. Can't get it right this year, and it's just it's weird and sad. And I hope because I'm a K Mag fan and I guess you got your Denmark jersey on too there. I hope they don't lose K. Mag and all this shuffle, dude. I just really, really hope they don't. That would be my main thing. Is that if after all this, if they lose K. Mag and they get two new two new drivers, I'd be sad.
1: I'm looking at their Wikipedia now. and They have this little grid that shows their Formula One results the last four years, and both drivers it down. I and mean, the first year it was Grosjean and Esteban Gutierrez. So uh-huh. That doesn't really count. They've only had K. Mag the last three years, but yeah. They show in green um, the the cells where there are points, and I mean, just looking at the numbers, Grosjean has outperformed K. Mag over the last three years.
0: Yeah, Grosjean on his day is a better, is a faster driver. He's faster over a lap, probably. I think K. Mag is more consistent and predictable, and maybe to borrow like a like a sort of cloudy term, like he's a racier driver, you know? Like he's going to be more defensive. He's going to be harder to pass. He's going to not give up his position as easily. Or as Grosjean is just going to be like every other race Grosjean wrecks. Yeah.
1: well, Well, there's been 12 races this year, and Haas has had seven DNFs.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I mean that's the story right there. Yeah.
0: Well, we got one more team on our list, brother. Williams. And uh
1: Williams Mercedes.
0: Kinda like Haas. So much to Imagine say. You could have your zero. own podcast about Williams.
1: Imagine if they had zero points.
0: <laughs> they should have zero points, honestly. No, I know that's so funny. As I was I was making this list and I'm like, okay, Mercedes, four hundred thirty eight, Ferrari, two hundred and eighty eight. You know, you're going down the list, and then you you're even the midfield is pretty tight, like Renault thirty nine, alpha thirty two, you know, raised point thirty, and then you get to Williams, it's like one. They have one point.
1: And like what budget? Are they even op operating off of it at this point? Like I know they were a powerhouse before, but yeah, like who, who's behind? Who's the who's the bank behind this this little ship?
0: Well, that's a good question. You probably know more about that than I do, but I mean, I know that they don't have no budget. I know they have some money. And that speaking of like where does the buck stop and who's in charge and whatnot like you know like I was saying Cyril Abitabal is in charge of Reno who gets in ch- who's responsible for their failures it's like at some point you have to kind of point the finger at who's ever in charge at Williams and kind of figure out what's going on there and uh, you know their season so far has been. Um, Super, 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 duper slow, three set three, four, five, six seconds off the pace, um three laps off the pace, um, one driver, clearly way better than the other driver, got one driver with only one arm, I don't know what can you say about Williams, bro, really bad. <laughs> Really bad. I'm like struggling to think of a good thing to say about Williams. I mean, they've gotten better. There's a good thing to say about Williams. It's gotten a little bit better. Um, Their cars look terrible, as you may remember from our previous podcast. I do.
1: I do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just looking through their page, too, trying to find anything to note. I mean, I I don't know. What, What? When I think of Williams, I think of, like, old F1 and how they yeah. pioneered. They pioneered the suspension, and they were they had Senna, and they had these big yeah. drivers that put... I mean, yeah, just, Senna died in a the Williams. Yeah. Isn't it the, da- the daughter of that yeah. guy who kind of ran it before is now running it? And maybe yeah, yeah. he just yeah. needs to get the right people in there. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, Claire Williams. It yeah.
1: seems like they can't figure out um, what engines to use, so they were... Using BMW engines from 2000 to 2005, then they went to Cosworth, then they went to Toyota, then they went to Cosworth, then they went back to Renault in 2012, and they've been with Mercedes since 2014. So they've obviously been Mercedes for five years, but
0: which is great. I mean, pfft. that those are the best engines, <laughs> you know. I mean, arguably Ferrari have the best engines, but. You know, I mean, it's it's embarrassing to be so bad with Mercedes engines. That just adds to how bad you are. It'd be one thing to be that bad with, like, Renault engines, but you're to that bad with Mercedes engines. I mean, come on.
1: To me, it's just like a new Formula One fan and, like, just generic sports fan. I just can't see how any team can be successful using a competitor's engine. And nobody has been. So Ferrari has their own engines. Mercedes has their own engines. Red Bull's using Honda, but Honda's not a competitor. Like,
0: well, Red Bull did win four championships with Renault engines. So there's that.
1: But Renault wasn't a competitor ahead that is, of
0: That them. is true at the time. Renault did not exist. There well, no, 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 no. That's not totally true. That's not totally true. Renault Williams, existed for part of that time.
1: But there's just no way that the Williams engineers know as much about the Mercedes engines than the Mercedes guys do. Right. And right, right. I just right. feel like they you'd be better off just spending 50 million dollars and sucking for two years and making your own engine. Maybe, I just maybe think it's true.
0: just impossible. I think it's just so hard. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, what do I know? But I, mean, I think most, it is it, just I mean, it has so to be, or
1: hard. Things are the way they are, the reason that for, for a reason, so right. it has to be smart, right. it has to be possible, it has to be the only way to do it. But it's just still to me mind-blowing and hard to get my hard to wrap my head around it like you wouldn't have like it's not like the, i mean a nascar i guess kind of like that because you have only like three different engine suppliers but there's are really sports like that where it's like we're buying such an important piece of our team from another team who we're also competing against and we're hoping that like
0: right you're like we, supposed so, like, to tell them all the secrets and
1: is, stuff is right you know and all, you know and all that stuff it's just because I'm sure, I mean, and maybe the, I guess if a if a big part of the revenue for Mercedes and Ferrari is supplying these engines to another team, then that's a huge incentive for them to supply the best product and service that they can. But if it's not, then they really don't have that incentive, and it's just like, oh hey, by the way, uh, Williams wants our engines for next year. It's like, okay, give them the, you know, the give six, them last year's you know, engines. <laughs> at our tech.
0: No, was, I know. I think like, there are rules that prevent that. I'm pretty sure there are rules that prevent that, where they have to have access to all the same engine modes and all the same engine settings and everything that the manufacturer teams do. I'm pretty sure about that. Because, like for example, I know like Haas, like they're not running... I think they're running... <laughs> I don't know about this but like I think they're running like last year's Ferrari engines or they were. You know they're not running like the same exact engines as Ferrari. They're running like 2018 Ferrari engines or something like that. Yeah. So. Anyway, we bro. Get, uh,
1: we need to get Ford into the F1 game.
0: Yeah, they used to be.
1: <laughs> Did they really?
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Ford Cosworth used to be like the same thing, I think. Okay. Yeah, so
1: 2006. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that rounds it up, I think.
0: Yeah, pretty good. Some expert analysis from our American asses. If you liked what you just heard, please like us, subscribe to us, rate us. Do all of those things you already know how to do. Just do it for us, please. And stay tuned for our thoughts about spa because it's race weekend, baby. Get ready. Get ready. It's race weekend. Come on.